pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left, Britain's favourite video game radio show. I'm Steve Curran. I am Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. This is Resonance 104.4 FM. It's the greatest radio station in the world and you're listening to one of the few video game radio shows. What are the others? There's something in America. Is there now? Well, there was when we first set up One Life Left eight years ago. What was I looking at recently? Uh, someone else has set up a One Life Left on YouTube different really one. yeah it's not that rock band from birmingham is it that, that's them as well yeah they're still well. going okay right but there's someone else there's there's something in dublin yeah, i think there is a, a fm radio show they play a bit of chiptune music as well just to right. mix it up right maybe they have some funny features are, are we on it we're not on it okay. but we should be we, we should, should be, be your guests we should be on them mm. we should dance up on them there's I also th- one in uh, australia now is there so, yeah i've been chatting to them they're really nice I think. Have you? Why? What? Yeah, I know. Are you emigrating? Tapped off again. <laughs> are you? Uh, no, I'm not emigrating. Why are, you, why are you talking to the Australians? I don't know. They were just really we nice. Should be, we should be turning our backs on them. Should we? Wait, 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 the wait, wait. How did this conversation begin? Uh, you were saying that we're, we were one of a few radio. No, no, no. Uh, the conversation with, with Anne with the, and the with Australians. Um. G'day. <laughs> That's how pretty much. <laughs> and then I, I think I, I said something about uh, a Beyonce chip tune cover. What well, you said that on online, and then they approached you, or yeah. they approached you initially and said, "Anne, why didn't they tap us up?" Yeah, because I'm the one with all the covers. Well, yeah. I think we should start doing a roll call of other radio shows. We should get them in here to explain themselves, sh- shouldn't we? Maybe, maybe we should get on that. Okay, I'm going to uh, Google video game radio later in the show, and we'll have the results. Right. <laughs> What's taking us until episode X of series Y <laughs> to do this? How are you both doing? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I've had a nice day uh, wandering around. You've been in Guildford. Mm, I have. I noted. And we'll have more news on that later in the show. In the Guildford section. Well... I was doing my, doing my due diligence. We had a question from a listener, so okay. I thought I'd go and find <laughs> out the answer. Sort of yourself. Right, okay. <laughs> Good job. Anne, are you, are you well? Yeah, I'm okay. Good. A little bit tired. Right. But, you know. Let's see if we can perk you up. Yeah, I. you might need to slap me around the face. What's the time in Australia right now? Uh... The daytime. <laughs> okay. Well. Uh, how are you, Simon? I'm good. I'm good. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm fine. Good. I'm yeah. really, really, really pleased to hear that. <laughs> Thankfully, it's not just the three of us Thank in the studio, goodness. though, is it? Uh, this week, um, apparently she's been on before. I don't, I don't recall it. But <laughs> not like this, you know. We are thrilled to have the... Uh, I, think it, I think I'm correct in saying that you're the first um, million pounds game journalist. Is that right, Cara Ellison? No. <laughs> Something like that. You're the wealthiest games journalist... A I think it's a, it's a million pounds, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So pounds. she's coming to talk to us about. She's the Tim Schafer of video about games. About what that's like. Someone compared it. me to Peter Molyneux. What? Yes. What? How did that go? That's why I was in Guildford. Right. <laughs> One looking. Uh, <laughs> There's a picture so of Cara and a picture of Molyneux. <laughs> <laughs> and had a cross by it. Someone said 
sent um, a message to Matty Bryce saying that um, me asking for money for my articles was a bit like Peter Molyneux asking for um, Kickstarter money. Right. Well, we'll come back to that <laughs> and find out categorically whether that's true or not. But we'll start the show as we always do with Anne's News. On Monday, the 12th of January, I'm Anne Scantlebury, and this is the news. Sony is to launch PlayStation Now, a game streaming service allowing people to play PS3 games on the PS4, Vita, and on Bravia televisions, all through the magic of the cloud. This service will go live in the US this summer, with Sony hoping to expand to third-party hardware. Games can be bought through a subscription or individual rental. One Life Left is also hoping this will extend to PlayStation Now magazine, so we can keep up with all the latest video game celebrity news, gossip, and pictures. Third party timing. Third po- that was actually yeah, good. Well yeah. Shame we blew it mm. by talking about <laughs> each other. <laughs> Third party hardware. That's the exciting bit of this, I think. Anything that's got the internet, you can just hook up mm. and play games on Including it. Including your Sony TV. You don't need a console anymore. What? Is that true, Simon? That is true. Has that come as some surprise to you, Anne? You've just <laughs> wrote the news story. It just seems like that's... That's incredible news. Hey, you remember your um, your OnLive uh, micro console? Yeah. How's that going? Uh, that is sitting on top of an old laptop. It's still never been opened. Uh, oh. And I put all my unopened letters on top of it. Okay, right. So yeah. it's doing well. It's, it's doing well. So there isn't any lag in that, is there? When you put the letters there, they immediately appear. There aren't yeah. any technical issues, yeah. right? So it's, it's, it's serving its purpose. So it's going to be doing what, what that did, but you won't need um, a, a PlayStation to do it on. So I won't have anywhere to put my letters. Rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> it's less functional. Yeah, it's very exciting, I think. Is it? Is it going to work? Well, that's a question. Cara, have you seen it? On live? Uh, play, uh, PlayStation Now. No, I haven't because I uh, I mainly just stuck in the PC gaming world like 24-7, unfortunately. So I haven't well, you'll be able to play, surely, the theory you could mm. play uh, PlayStation 4 on your PCs. And then, what, then what's that going to... Wait, wait, wait. Is it PS4 stuff, though? It, it isn't, PS4 is it? PS4 stuff. coming, or mm-hmm. I think they've, they've given this sort of uh, woolly answer saying down the down the race planned. Yeah, presumably it's going to happen because everything escalates. But at the moment it's PS3 and below. Mm. Yep. Uh, because they want people to buy a PS4. Well, exactly. Makes sense. Um, yeah, it's, it's really exciting. Although, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little sceptical of how well it's going to work. Why? Because you don't trust the cloud? Yeah, I mean, whether it's going to be fast enough. I mean, I, it's, I, I, it's, I don't know. It's don't latency, know. isn't it? The idea is that when you uh, put a controller input into your game, it takes a certain length of time for that to travel up the wire into the cloud and come back to you with the results. And whatever happens, that is a... It is a measurable amount of time. So for some games, it's going to work. Other games, it's still going to work, but it's going to be less effective. I was watching. Uh, yeah, I mean, it even uh, I've got a, a, a what I think is a reasonably healthy internet connection. And it, net, Netflix can get a bit blocky sometimes. What's, what's that going to be like when you're playing on your PlayStation? Well, you can already see that if you use. Have you ever used the uh, Vita function? I have. To play, I, I talked about it on One Life Left. You did, didn't you? You talked about playing Assassin's Creed. I did, yes. Um, on uh, remotely on your Vita, and sometimes if your Wi-Fi needs to buffer, the screen sort of corrupts on that, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it sort yeah. of JPEGs up a little, and that works, doesn't it? It doesn't really interrupt your gaming on Assassin's Creed. No, I know, but it it is going to be annoying, isn't it? Many things are. <laughs> <laughs> Steam Family Options has gone live. The feature allows parents to limit access to content such as the Steam Store, Library Community and Friends. Valve explained, We understand every family has its own approach to establishing rules and setting limits when it comes to media, entertainment and games. So with Family Options, we're introducing a new way for parents and families to establish their own rules together using Steam. This week also sees a load of developers head to Seattle for Valve's Steam Developer Days. So if you want to know where all the developer secrets will be this week, try looking there. Uh, you may need to rule me out of certain aspects of this conversation because Steve and I had a private chat about this. We took it offline. We took it offline. <laughs> took it offline. Um, and uh, Steve's up to something, so uh, mm. yeah, so what? I can't yeah. up to something. Can't <laughs> discuss it online. Sorry, took the conversation offline. Hey, do you know what I heard? Yeah. I mean, so it's the Steam uh, Dev Days tomorrow, is it? 
It is, I think. I heard that they're going to make a controversial announcement, but the beauty of it is, like, to stop all the developers moaning on Twitter about it, they're all going to be in the same room <laughs> when when they tell them. With no Wi-Fi? Yeah, well, mm. I'm not sure. But the idea, well, the, I think the theory is that... Blow it up. Yes, if we tell you this while, while, while you're here, you can't moan about it. It becomes a manageable process, doesn't it, if they deliver bad news? Bad news. Bad well, news for them. What I heard... Okay. And I can't remember who told me, so I can't remember whether I'm supposed to say this. No, it wasn't you. <laughs> what do you know about this then, actually? Just, have you heard what I've heard? Well, apparently some people suspect that they're about to announce that um, the Steam store is going to go totally open. So anybody, anybody will be able to publish. I also heard this. Yes. This Did you like, tell me? No, okay. I don't think so. so. You don't talk to many other people, do you? <laughs> Just Carla. <laughs> <laughs> so what effect will this have on those developers? Why is this bad news? Well, it's bad news it, because it becomes like the app store. So um, discoverability becomes even, even an even greater issue. It's clear that Steam has got its favourites from those that you see that cycle through the, the promotional spots. So the worry is that if you're not in, uh, you not want to Steam. Well, the promotional babies. spots will remain the same. Yeah, but yeah, but there, but there'll be more games vying for them, and they'll still be going to giving Peter Molyneux uh, 50% off and you know, all that sort of stuff. I would imagine that the worry is more for the people who haven't broken through. If you are getting invited to Seattle to go to the Steam Day, then you have broken through to an extent, Oh, right? sure, yeah. But I think that I, the, the, those sort of mid-tier guys yeah. that are presumably over there, um, yeah, it's, mm. it's go- if, if that happens, it's going to become a bit more it's difficult like, for them. It's like if there were a lot of video game radio shows and people were like we don't know which one to go for right okay i I don't know where the quality is and of course the quality is here but people might have to go through a lot of other radio shows we might have to take out a banner ad we might do on steam (laughs) who who did you hear this from then cara um actually from the indies themselves they they felt like that was something that was going to happen as one voice all (laughs) harmonizing yeah they did actually do a little harmony who was the baritone (laughs) rami is is definitely the baritone and uh when they expressed this to you in song did they did they give any indication about how they'd feel about it Um, are they concerned was it a minor key i feel like they thought they would be okay because there's definitely a community built around each of their each of their games and you know you, you sort of build a community from scratch that feels like they would be into your game so I think they were actually slightly okay about it but I mean the worry was that how are they going to take stuff off the store so the app store um, is sort of famous for taking stuff that they find uh, politically sensitive or uh, stuff like right, that off yeah. the store and their worry was is that, is that what's going to happen to Steam in, in terms of like then it, the focus will be on what they're taking off not what we're putting on. Interesting. Hmm. Well, uh, any other rumours that we're going to hear over the next couple of days from the Steam dev days? I don't think so. Can you give me a heads up next time you do a Steam story so I can ready the 17 Thank you, I will do, yeah. (laughs) China has lifted its 14-year ban on the sale of foreign game consoles. While this will open up a massive market for Sony, Microsoft and Nintendo, the Chinese government will approve everything before it goes on sale. China's Ministry of Culture explained... Things that are hostile to China or not in conformity with the outlook of China's government won't be allowed. We want to open the window a crack to get some fresh air, but we still need to screen a screen to block the flies and mosquitoes. Good luck, China. There are a lot of flies and mosquitoes in video games. What a lovely phrase. What? A screen China's to... saying we need to open need to open the window a little bit. A crack. Okay, oh yeah, open, open it. It's a crack. crack. <laughs> God, that's disgusting. It's full of Xboxes and... <laughs> Stuff like that. What video game emits the biggest stench, do you think? That's a good question, isn't it? Hmm. You can't beat the smell of a new console, can you? <laughs> you can't. Like the smell of new electronics. I'm sure the Chinese will love that. But the uh, but the then there must be some games that they have in mind when they're saying I didn't even know that the Chinese hadn't been able to play uh, non Chinese consoles. Oh my goodness, Simon. Do you even look years. outside your own front door? They're opening their windows a crack. I keep my curtains shut. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know this? Sure. So what are, what are, what are Chinese branded games consoles then? I don't know. I haven't been there. So when you read this, did you not think about any of this? Just uh, wonder about the slightly wider picture as opposed to what you were copying off Eurogamer. No, they don't. They don't let anything. They don't let any information out. So they don't have any consoles at all. No one knows what sort of consoles going to happen. No, that's it. They're going to be so excited. Even though there's a game developers conference in China, they're not allowed to talk about. How does that work? 
Do people have to bring their own consoles from home to show their games? Don't you get frist on entry <laughs> for an Xbox-shaped package? Um, Hawaii do a, a, a game console. Those people that make the uh, Wi-Fi dongle. So okay, presumably that's what the Chinese have been playing. God, it's a brave new world they're about to. Imagine that. Imagine Were you suddenly moving from an Android? Exactly. Getting. You've been playing. God, yeah, Angry Birds to. Doodle jump. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now you can play Angry Birds wow. Star Wars on your console. That means there's a market for a video game radio show in China, doesn't it? It does. It does. It? Are they going to have to approve us first? Yeah, best we don't bother, right? <laughs> <laughs> the finalists for the Independent Games Festival 2014 have been announced. Device 6, Papers, Please and Dominique Pamplemousse have all had loads of nominations. Winners will be announced on March 19th at the Game Developers Conference. Good luck to all the nominees and to the winners. Remember, thank One Life Left. It's exciting, isn't it? No worries. What? About... I'm accepting their thanks okay. oh, in good. advance. Good, good one, Steve. Uh, out of any of those, can we claim any sort of legitimate responsibility uh, for their success I've or not? I printed off the list. Have, okay, a, let's have, have a, a quick look over it. Uh, well, we gave the Stanley Powell 7 out of 10. That will... Um, Stand them in good stead. Yeah, we'll do. Papers, please, also got 7 out of 10. Yeah. Um, I've not played Device 6, but you, did you play that? No, but I, I'm going to I've play I've got it. no idea what's going on, have I? No. I can't remember who's been on the show, what's featured oh. before. I know I am getting old. Um, yeah, I think only those two have been featured, so they've got to be the favourites, haven't they? They have got to be the favourites. Mm. Steve, have a little look over it, see if you can claim, okay. lay claim to any of them. Cara, what do you, oh, while Steve does that, Cara, can you think of any... Uh, uh, we reviewed 868 Hack. Okay. Gave it seven. Did we, a seven as well? Yeah, that's true. Okay. Is that uh, on their box? Uh, I, I assume Probably. so, yes. Uh, Samorost, is that not... What um, don't know. What we talked about I'm last sure week. You... Our guest talked about last week. Did, did... I can't even remember who was on last week. <laughs> oh, it's the, yes. Yeah, I think I think they reviewed Dave Samarost. and uh, Philippa. Philippa reviewed Samarost. I think last I week. wasn't really listening. What did uh, she give it? She gave it a seven. Did she? <laughs> <laughs> it was the first Samarost, but you can extrapolate that. That's okay. Yeah. You know, going to be. I think that was pretty much it. So, so that's good. Uh, what did you think of all of this, Cara? I was super happy to see Dominique Pamplemousse on there because um, Dominique Pamplemousse is the most amazing game because it's entirely claymation. It's a point-and-click uh, detective adventure. Um, it's also a musical. Um, okay, it's wait, made so entirely by one person. Entirely claymation. Yes. So was uh, Clay Fighters. Clay Fighters. Yeah. Done it. Done it. <laughs> point-and-click point detective adventure. So was Gabriel Knight. Yep. <laughs> yep. What's your next one? Uh, it's a musical. Musical. Ooh. Musical, uh, well, um, uh, Elite B Agents. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it's um, entirely sung by the creator, who's also made all of the nation. Well then, deserve it. Exactly. (laughs) Endorsed. Uh, Not played it, seen it, looks super interesting. Was that kick-started? Indiegogo. Indiegogo. Uh, I'm looking at it now. It's Indiegogon, Um, (laughs) yeah. Did you back it, Cara? I I don't think I did. You can't claim any of its success. That's true, I can't claim the success of it. Um, Mm. But yes, Deirdre Kia is awesome and she made all of it. Is anyone on this list not awesome? Here's the list. Okay, let me look at the not awesome people. Okay, just just run run down the list. Do we think anyone's not awesome? We think. Of course we do, but we keep it quiet because we kill them with kindness. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Come here. here. I've decided. I've decided that no one is not awesome. Okay. Um, How how controversial of you, Cara? That's going to make great radio. Exactly. <laughs> Is there another news story, Anne? Yeah, we've got one Well, more. then you better read it now. <laughs> and finally, like a real-life video game, former Infinity Ward community manager and Roboto key pr- uh, president Robert Bowling bested some burglars after they broke into his LA-based office. Using the knowledge he built up working on Call of Duty, he was able to prevent them from stealing everything by chasing them down the stairs. The killer punch is that he was only around because he was working late. So there we go, video games. That's how you get rid of the baddies. You work late and chase them down the stairs. No guns necessary. Excellent. I live on the ground floor. That's useless advice. Oh. No stairs. Chase them up the stairs. <laughs> yeah, could do, yeah. Never, never escape from the and roof, push them off they? the roof. Okay, that, we don't obviously no, we endorse. Don't, don't do that. Don't, don't push anyone off any roofs. Don't, don't. The roof's quite low. 
So that's no, a, just don't do it. Imagine ever wanting to push someone off a roof. Push someone off the roof of, of a tent, maybe. <laughs> so that's a heartwarming tale, isn't it? It says that games are, games are bad for you. What, um, what skills have you picked up from video games that you could apply in real life? Sitting. Okay. Going around? And going around. Oh. Uh, and... They're the yin and yang of... Uh, aren't they? <laughs> game mechanics, aren't they? Uh, and looking all the way around. Okay. I think... You should do a lecture on going around. <laughs> I do. I think you should come to the next game camp okay. and do a talk on going around. I believe I was once helped by um, driving out of a music festival car park because I'd played a lot of Motorstorm. I genuinely think that helped me. Explain that. Well, it was Glastonbury and the weather was terrible and oh. I was leaving uh, on a Sunday because Shirley Bassey was on. Um, and I wanted to get home, actually, because I mean, even even years ago I was old. <laughs> so, um, yeah, left. And um, the car parks were all muddy and flooded and stuff like that and you needed to, yeah, so it was, it was proper spin the wheel one way and wheels skidding and all the rest of it. And, I, yeah, I, I had been playing Motorstorm and I... You know, I think you navigated it's... navigated out. No, exactly. What about oh, you, yeah. think? What about you, Steve? Uh, I've, I've never learned a single thing from video nothing. games. Nothing. They've given me nothing. My life is an empty husk. Okay. Kara. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I uh, I spent some time testing uh, GTA 4 once as a job, and um, I, I went to Thailand, and, um, and and I couldn't... I can't drive. I still can't drive. Um, and then we decided we were going to hire some mopeds. And as I was like skidding round corners and like like basically narrowly avoiding pedestrians um, on this site moped thing, I realised that I had actually taken most of my driving tips from GTA. Wow. I was like, this is just like GTA. This is just like GTA. And ev- all of my friends were just like, oh my God. <laughs> This is terrible. But you, you, you survived, though. You're here now, yeah. Yeah, well, so... I learned to slow when going round the corners. So... Oh, yeah. That is a skill. There you go. Thanks, Anne. One life left video game news with Anne Scantleberry. Listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. It's a slow jam from chipmusic.org. It's It's sexy. LGBT, you are on my mind by Death Premium. Done some Googling. And? Well, it turns out that if you Google One Life Left, uh, we are, sorry, if you Google video game radio, we are the eighth hit on the front page. And the others aren't, don't seem to be, they seem to be kind of podcasts saying, oh, we're video game radio, play chip tune music or whatever. It doesn't really qualify. However, uh oh. I remembered something. Mm. That when you Google something, Google do all kinds of little tricks and they, uh, they look at your account and they see what you care about. And of course, I'm Googling this on the Resonance computer. <gasps> and of Resonance! course, they care about us. I've just checked my Google. Yeah. Not on the front page. Right, yeah. exactly. I don't care about us. Instead, I used DuckDuckGo. Okay. Which is uh, Google without that uh, that biasing. And is it? 
Well, it's it's a search engine which they claim to have no biasing, and we don't make the front page of right. video game radio. We don't even make the top twenty or thirty results. So I think we are going to have to we're going to have to right. go oh, no, to uh, we're going to have to go to China. I think, which is the that's one life left. Is it? Is it? Do so, it again. There's one of them already. Right. We are. We are. We are. You're listening to. There we go. So, did they have consoles 13 years ago that were then banned? Like, could they have got a PlayStation 1? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know that, Anne? Just check him. No. Okay. <laughs> anyway, you're listening to... <laughs> ...on Resonance 104.4 FM, and we're a video game radio show, the most popular in China, as far as we know. We're, we're, but we're not the wealthiest, are we? Certainly not the wealthiest. Wealthiest individuals in in, in games... I mean, absolutely not. Definitely Game not. Something is there, is there, has someone claimed that we are? Well, no, I was just, uh, just about to head over to our guest. A segue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Interesting. It's going, uh, it's going it's pretty well, I thought. Yeah, I thought it was going well. <laughs> Let me consider that. You won't really. <laughs> exactly. In a minute, you'll realise that we've stopped talking about ourselves and we're instead talking to Cara. Cara! There's someone else in the studio. Cara, how Hello. are you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. Thank you. You are doing well, aren't you? You're doing very well. Do you know how well you're doing? Um, I haven't looked because I'm scared of it. So When was I, the last time you looked? I think the last time I looked, it was uh, $1,500 per article. We should explain what, you, what we're talking about. Yeah, so... Um, I was uh, slightly miserable at home uh, <laughs> over the holidays and I was thinking, oh man, I find it really difficult to pay my rent. I wonder if I could do something to sort that out. And um, and so I asked a lot of my friends um, about um, Patreon because Patreon is a, a thing that you know creators can use to sell their work um, like piece by piece uh, on the internet. Um, and you can basically uh, subscribe to whatever they make and whenever they put it out, it'll charge you say like a dollar if you've pledged a dollar. Um, and then um, it's kind of like a kind of Kickstarter, but for writers or um um, musicians or anything like that uh, videos that sort of thing um, and I asked them if it was a good idea and they were all like yeah it worked out for us so um, yeah. so what's your pitch? Um, my pitch was um, there are lots of uh, articles that I write that are a bit strange or weird and I wonder if you'd be interested in sort of pledging something towards those um, and to my surprise quite a lot of people were um, into that and then um, and then I said oh, if it gets to a certain amount say like a thousand dollars or something then um, um, I'll go and do uh, some sort of embedded journal- game journalism. So I'll probably like follow a developer around and, and check out what their life is like. You're and- going to Afghanistan. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> With Ross Kemp. It's incredible. <laughs> but I, I, I would consider um, any any developer. I just need to uh, sort of get a good idea of like the culture that they're surrounded so by. So you're going to live with them, aren't you? Yeah. That's the pitch. So your your pitch, um, because I'm 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 a backer. I'm I, I'm an investor. Oh, are you? Thank I you. I am. Um, is this biased that I'm on here? And yeah, you know, I want to see I want to see my uh, my investment do well. I want to see my portfolio. Do blossom. you though? Because <laughs> you were talking about a type of backing for Kickstarter, where you back them just to see them fail. Ah, but you can't do that on this, you see, because you, you were you were always going to do it anyway, weren't you? Yeah. Um, I, I will. I, this whole crowdfunding has brought up something slightly awkward because I, I'm happy to, to do it. And I thought I thought your pitch, I thought what you were doing was brilliant. And um, it was really, really great to see somebody doing something different. And I think to see uh, how quickly it shot up and all the rest of it uh, was absolutely magnificent. Um, yeah, all the more power to you. I, I'm not going to continue subscribing forever, though. And at one point, I, so I was worried because... I, at some point, I'm going to start. That's not to say that I don't want to continue to see you doing. I'm probably going to do it for a year, okay? Um, yeah, but that's... that's I, I have stopped... Subs- I've stopped paying for the Bugle now to pay for you. <laughs> I have done. But I paid for them for a year. I gave right. them £60 pounds last year. Oh, that's fair enough. I don't think it's good. Um, and then you're going to hit the big red unsubscribe. Yeah, I will. So what I'm saying, when okay. that happens, don't please don't take offence. That's fine. I mean, I think... But um, he will do it after you've let him down. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this, is like, this is my big fear, is that everyone's always been like, oh, oh congratulations, Cara, that's amazing, as if it's some sort of worth of my being. And then I'm like, well, actually, um, I have to continue to be good. <laughs> so it, everything hinges on me so uh, we, sort of carrying we have a this say- on One Life Left. Be nice to guess on the way up. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, you hit your target fairly quickly. Um, the, and with these things, do they stay open? So, pe- so people can you, people yeah. come and go as, yeah, you, as you, you can, continue? you can switch in and out. And basically, you can you can cap per, per month like what you want to give, which is I think is a really good idea. So, basically, um, I... I promised my backers basically I would o- I'd only ever sort of write one article a month because that's all I can because I have to do other work as well to, to actually feed myself um, but I guess maybe it's, it depends on how much I'm making a month per, per month on uh, Patreon now because it is quite quite a bit higher than I What are you eating? Uh, $1,665 and 26 cents Do you know what that is in pounds? I'll, I'll have a look for you so, It's, so, it's about a grand isn't it? Yeah Because the exchange rate Can is we quite... get like a good but we want an accurate um up to the minute. Yeah, that's yeah. what I said about, you know, just right. contextualising my, my guess. Um, uh, yeah, and, uh, but, uh, like, it, so will people still be able to jump on in sort of six months? So that will still be open. So this Patreon thing... Yeah, okay. uh, you, you can. Um, so once I've, I've massively disappointed everyone um, <laughs> and everyone's unsubscribed, um, you can still uh, sort of pledge later if you want to. Um, but yeah, like I mean, it depends. I mean, it's not. I think a lot of people are really disappointed. There's a small backlash, I think, on Twitter. It was surprising that. I, I, I mean, I, do you think that that was envy that that people hadn't thought to do it themselves? I prefer not to think of it as envy, but I think, I think maybe it was it's disappointment in. Um, Perhaps it's showing a little bit of of, of weakness in in our our system just now because I feel like you know. If I, if I, I'm, you know, I, I'm quite prolific, I think, and I, I write for a lot of outlets, and, and I think a lot of people were really like, well, she must be making loads of money because she's everywhere. But I think, and didn't you? But you mentioned how much you get paid, didn't you? I mean, I, I, saw... ma- I make j- just under about, and, and not even sometimes this, about six hundred pounds per month, um, which is not very much money, I don't think. Well, you're going to be making one thousand six hundred and sixteen pounds <laughs> and seventy two pence. Well, this, but for how long? <laughs> yeah, Simon? no. And, and, but, but, but also, in the scheme of things, that's not a you know, that's not a huge amount of money, is it? No. And, and you're going to have to pay for your flights and stuff out of that. Well, this as well. is the thing is I, I, I was envisioning using the Patreon money as kind of an expenses thing so mm. I could actually get to people to write about them so actually even if you consider that amount of money it's probably not that much so why do you think that um, these that you would you've been unable to, to do this sort of writing anywhere else well I think it's an interesting thing because you know, I think we've all heard of people, you know, like music journalists trailing bands for a while and, and things like that. And obviously, um, the game developers tend to not be that glamorous. But um, but I think um, in terms of um, game journalism now, it, it, the rates, the freelance rates aren't such that you can pledge or you can even pay for flights um, like you know, I think they're about six hundred and seven hundred pounds now return to the US. And it, it can be quite expensive and obviously no one wants to give that to a freelance journalist to go and, and shadow someone and, and give them subsistence. So I think it's just the expense of it because there isn't that much money being made in games journalism. It's all made off of advertisers and th- there isn't that much money there. So I don't really blame editors at all because they are really strapped for so cash. It, it, it's, it's odd though because that piece that went up on Eurogamer over the weekend, um, Christian Donnellan's um, Monopoly piece, right, was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But why was it on Eurogamer? I, I don't and, know. I mean, it was brilliant and fair play to them, but that, that deserved to be a lot, but be, be, be much more widely read, I thought. I like, mean, Eurogamer do nurture those sort of yeah. writers and commission those sort of articles. Parco's had a few good ones on there as well, hasn't what? he? But Parker this one was about board game. I mean, it was about the board game and the second right. one. Yeah, so right. like, because but but Parco's has been about video games and you can... Un- Not it, always. He goes off on he one does a go bit. Off all, yeah. I mean, the <laughs> point is about positioning, right? Like, and, and games these days, especially now there's a quite a big board game and, and video game crossover, but I think gaming is increasingly a nebulous cloud of activities and I don't think it harms Eurogamer to have a no, board no, game related not. thing I, on there. I, I can put, you know, I thought especially it was, when it pertains to an era before video games, right? Right, so it's it's. But you could, I mean, it stuff. was such a uh, such a worthy and brilliant article. You could see it in the Sunday papers, you know. And I felt that it could have done. done well, I largely think it's because well, Chris Donlan works full time for Eurogamer, and if he wants to write a piece for them like that, then they're quite. They won't let him. Work, so they're stifling him. Oh, they're <laughs> stifling How him. How evil! But that's where that's his that's free Donlan. <laughs> exactly. That's on you, Patreon, for that. <laughs> so when when are we when can we expect to see your first piece? 
Um, at the end of this month, um, I'm 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 sort of warming up, so I'm going to do um, a little bit about London. Um, you can be in it. Okay. If you like. Are you going to embed yourselves in us? <laughs> embed myself in one life left and trail year round um, like rock stars. Um, but yeah, and then um, and at the end of this month, and then about. And, and then monthly um, I think next month I'm going to um, get uh, Carla from uh, the Fulbright company who made Gone Home uh-huh. and she's visiting here for a conference and I said I'd um, take her to Edinburgh because uh, she wants to go to Edinburgh so we'll just have a chat while wandering around Edinburgh I think that may, might be quite interesting Excellent well uh, really excited uh, to see what you come up with yeah and, and congratulations once again really really brilliant uh, what have got now Steve? Hello, I'm Sega Badawi and welcome to One Life Left Local News. The exceptionally cold weather is causing further problems in the video game world. The polar vortex has especially hit Hyrule hard, with the Elden Volcano actually freezing over. This has meant that the lava sections that were previously impossible to traverse can now just be walked across. People do not even need a master sword to protect themselves. However, we do advise to be cautious when they are walking, as the frost has caused the volcano to become a slippy, slidey ice world. Momentum could be an issue, so please be careful out there. Thanks, and back to your usual programming. Welcome to the One Life Left Letter section, which we respond to our correspondents from listeners. If you have a letter for us, you can email team at onelifeleft.com. But it won't go on the show this week because we've already got some letters. Jack Harrison writes to team, evening all. I've been on the Xbox bandwagon for the last decade or so, and I've never owned a PS2 or PS3. I've escaped the madness now, though, and my shiny new PS4 is sitting under the TV with place. Sorry, full stop. With PlayStation Now launching in the summer, which older games should I be looking forward to catching up on, and which so-called classics are past their prime? Cheers, Jack! And then he adds, sent from mailbox for iPhone, which um, is an important detail, so don't forget to tell us which email client you're using <laughs> and you correspond with one like that. Classics. Um, I very nearly bought Prince of Persia, The Sand of, Sands of Time today uh, on PC, HD version. Good. It's a good get, yes. Yeah. Um, so I'd recommend that when that launches. Uh, PlayStation 2. I, I'd be really excited about playing things like Frequency and Amplitude. I suppose those are the games that might suffer from the latency right. in PlayStation Now. Uh, rhythm action games are the ones that I can really think depend very much on, on timing, but I, I've not played them, and maybe those sort of games are, are fine there as well. But I'd look forward to playing those. What's he missed out on then? He's missed out. PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 3. That hasn't been on Xbox. Um, Crash Bandicoot. Don't mm, play that. SingStar. SingStar. Yeah. That's not been on Xbox. No, it hasn't, Anne. Good work. <laughs> My best one. Okay. Cara, any, any, any thoughts? Uh, I can't think of... Classics, no. You well, don't. is oh, Resident Evil? Is Resident it? Evil on it? Yes, first Shadow one. of the Colossus. And yes. Okay, yes. Those, are, those are safe response. Res- oh, Resident Evil. Okay, we're going to submit those. Definitely. Thanks for writing in, Jack. Uh, hello team, plus possibly a super special guest. This is from Ben Hall. I've been thinking about Kara's proposal and whilst at first glance it looks to be an excellent idea, I think she's not thinking of the bigger picture. Mm. You see, I've come up with an amazing groundbreaking idea for a computer game that will change the world for the better and will prove that video games are art. However... I daren't put this idea into fruition because I'm not sure how I'll explain to my wife why a Scottish woman is having to stay around my house and why she's constantly asking me questions. It's such a shame, but I'll have to hide the game from the world. Cheerio, Ben. No, that's it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Forcing people to have in their house. You made a game. He doesn't mind that. He doesn't mind that. He he minds that you're Scottish. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's how I took that. (laughs) I don't want a Scottish woman in my house. (laughs) But um, yeah, it's not going to be like he wakes up in the morning and he looks over and I'll be That's such a shame. I'd up my pledge for that. (laughs) How do you like your eggs in the morning? (laughs) Treasure Island dizzy. Dear One Life Left team, this is from Christopher Oregon. I have a massive dilemma. Oh, it's from Christopher O'Regan, not Christopher Oregon. Look, it's all caps at the top of the email. That's not my fault, Chris. Uh, 
I'm a massive dilemma that I believe only the esteemed group of wise and knowledgeable people that make up the One Life Left team can help me resolve. I am currently in the midst of reviewing a game, the name of which I cannot reveal due to an embargo, along with a thousand other protocols, which I won't bore you with, very considerate Chris. I'm sure you're already probably aware anyway. My dilemma is according to One Life Left statutes, we do have statutes, don't we? That is a thing. A game can only be considered to be a game if its key component requires the player to go around. Very true. (laughs) The problem is, One Life Left, that the game I'm reviewing does not feature any going around. Hmm. It's not a game. Not of any kind. There is, however, a massive amount of going along. But that's not quite the same thing. And besides, you don't have any control over how much you go along, so it really doesn't count. So I come to you, oh oracles of all things video games, that is the One Life Left team. How can I review a game that by your very definition is not a game? Kind regards from a long-time friend of the show, Chris Oregon. <laughs> Just give it a 7 out of 10, Chris. Just give it a 7 out of 10. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Don't I very much feel like you should immediately call the game police. I think that's what you need to do in, the all, game police. in all situations. Who are the game police, Kara? Uh, the game police uh, are essentially people who try to prevent Proteus from uh, ever seeing the light of day. The ones on Twitter who say oh, this is Simon. not a game. That's me. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, can I help you? Pro- no, Proteus, no, no, no. you said. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Proteus. Mm. <laughs> I said the bad word. I'm mm. sorry, Steve. Kara. What? You've got a letter. I do. Um, this one is from Tim Miller. He said, um, Hello, everyone. I was commuting this morning, travelling on a packed train along with various people with body odour problems and a lack of spatial awareness. Tim, I'm sorry. Sorry, Tim. And I'll sum to get off next time. Hey, ayo. Hey, ayo. Um, at such a time to take my mind off the situation, I like to play video games, and my current game of choice is Tearaway on the PS Vita. That's a great choice. Great game. It is good. You wouldn't think that to be an unusual situation, would you? Not at all. No. After all, this is a game on a portable system designed to be played anywhere. The game designers at Media Molecule don't seem to think so. What? Uh-oh. After five minutes of gameplay, I came to a pumpkin who asked me to design him a face. I did so, and then he asked me to record him a roar. I don't know about you, but I draw the line at shouting into a games console on public transport. What's more, I'm not going to get the chance to do this during the workday, and so my commute home will be without tearaway. Next time you have a friend of the show from Media, Media Molecule on, I hope you'll berate them for their desire to make us all look like idiots. Happy New Year! I thought of a solution to this. Okay. Right, he doesn't want to do it. So what if we do it for him? So you just need to play the podcast at this exact moment and then play it into the Vita. So when it says record a roar, we're going to give you a roar, Kara. Well, I feel like that seems like a very good that sounds. Hang on, hang on a minute. I, That's No, what you're doing is talking. Yeah, a roar. A roar. You have Cara. to do a roar. Do, do I really? Do I really have to do a roar? Okay. I mean, it's the only way that Tim's going to be able to play this game. Roar. Mm. <laughs> it's kind of a sad pumpkin. Roar. Steve. Uh oh. <laughs> roar. Sorry, I chipped in there. Sorry for driving. He assumed it. God. <laughs> Take your pick. So um yeah um. Do you have a sad lion or a sad pumpkin or, or, or really scary ones? <laughs> so you're listening to One Life Left, a roaring podcast. I went to Media Molecule today. Oh, good. Okay. This is how seriously we take our listeners. Mm. If we get a letter like that, then we'll go out of our way. Yeah. Literally out of our way. Is this investigative journalism, Steve? Ger- journalism. <laughs> Did you move? Well, you, no, you went down there to move in with them. I embedded you? myself. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I embedded myself deep in Media <laughs> Molecule. And when they woke up this morning, <laughs> when, when they rolled over <laughs> to see me, see my roaring face, you know, I tapped Media Molecule on the sh- sh- shoulder and I read out Tim's letter. Okay. Just a. Just a little thing to ask you, Media Molecule. I read out the letter, and I got three responses. Right, from them. Three responses. Response one uh, was from Omar. He said said that actually he likes video games that challenge you, that put you outside of your comfort zone, give you, you know, pause for thought. And maybe this shouldn't entirely be a, uh, a process that's just sitting there and mindlessly going through a cute video game. Actually... You know, this is pausing, making you think, oh, I'm a bit sad because I can't play the game. I thought that was a very interesting response. Yep. Response two was from Rex. Uh, mm-hmm. He's going to be on the show sometime. He, he can come seen... on next week if he wants because might... we don't have a guest. <laughs> 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 See you next week, what? Rex. 
Uh, Rex, Rex, uh, who whose work, brilliant work, you might have seen at CES. He um, he said. Well, actually, what you could have done is you could have held your Vita up to the train announcements, and that would have been a um, that would have been a roar yeah. of sorts, or maybe taken some ambient noise from the office. You know, thinking outside the box there, like that. That's very good. And response three from some chap who just overheard me <laughs> talking about this to Rex said, "Sounds like he knows. It sounds like he needs to grow a pair." <laughs> Media Molecules official line. We we will choose to take the third response (laughs) as Media Molecules official response to one of our one of our listeners. Thank you very much. A pair of what? A pair of Vitas. I don't know. Well, it's a it's a paper crafting game. So so who knows? Maybe he needs to origami a pair instead. (laughs) Right. uh, Let's let's have. Actually, you know what we'll have now. What's the Issued by the Fandom Office at 710 today. There are warnings of feels in Mortal Kombat, Assassin's Creed 4, and Peggle 2. Liu Kang and Katana, Kangtana. Expected fatalities, Grizzly. Mary Reed and Edward Kenway, Kidway. Non canon pirate pairing, Gender mischief. Moderately angsty. Jeffrey and Berg, Bergfree, Masterful Bears, Occasional Goats, Poor Visibility, Moderately Icy. listening to One Life Left, broadcasting live on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a radio show about video games. We also play chiptune music. This is from chipmusic.org. It is Clam and Otherworld. We were just saying how we need to hang out with Keith Stewart I was going to make that our first uh, resolution of the year. Right, okay, let's, let's Keith, try that then. Keith, you must be listening. Keith, we know you're listening. Hey, hey, hey let's hang out more. Interesting. Te- we did used to do that, didn't we? We used to call people out on air just to test if they yeah. were listening. Yeah. So let's go back to doing that. Keith Stewart, this is your notification. If you hear this, <laughs> tweet at us. We need a code word, don't we? Yeah. Um... Oh, I know what our code word should be. Res- resolutions. No, no, no. no. Yeah. Keith, if you hear us, if you hear this, tweet this at us. <laughs> then we know and, we'll, and we'll take care of the rest. If you don't, how long has he got? Oh, he's got well, a he's week. Got, he's, got 12, <laughs> he's got 12 minutes. 
Okay, uh, what time is it? And do a time check. We don't do time checks enough. We are coming up to 12 minutes to the hour. And you're listening to Resonance 104.4 FM. This is One Life Left. And these are our reviews. What have you been playing this week, Anne? Uh, this week I've been playing Devil May Cry. Because, you have, haven't you? Yeah, I have. I have, actually. And do you know what? I downloaded it a couple of weeks ago, um, and it was when I was in the flat by myself. It took forever to download. Uh, and then I opened it. First screen came up. The man said, Devil May Cry, in a terrifying <laughs> voice. I got so scared I shut it off. <laughs> I had to wait until Gemma came home so I could play it. And then I did play it. And the man in it is so hot. <laughs> Hashtag objectify. <laughs> That's I dreadful. Will. Right. I will. Oh, man, he's really hot. Uh, so I just made him run around loads. <laughs> it's really good fun. And then I did some fighting um, of demons. So Devil May Cry, you are uh, playing as Dante, who is trying to discover his history and why he keeps getting pulled into um, limbo and why he has to keep fighting demons and stuff and why he's being chased by people and demons and things Um, and he's really attractive Isn't this the uh, the lead character that was remodelled for this version of Devil May Cry and wasn't the rumour that he had been modelled on Friend of One Life Left Tamim. Well, yeah, because Tamim made this game, didn't he? Really? Yeah. Here's a, here's a picture. What do you think? There we go. What, what is she looking at? Is she looking at Tamim? She's <laughs> looking at Tamim or, da- or She's Dante? She's looking at a picture referencing them both, a picture of them both. Okay. Okay. Crikey. Yeah? yeah. Oh, Are you going to yeah. go in bed yourself with, <laughs> with him? He's only in Cambridge. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's just a train ride away. Isn't it? You could be there by nine. <laughs> uh, no. Right. However, it's a really fun game as well. I really like the music. I felt a little bit like I was in a club at times. It's very banging. Um, I liked all of the cutscenes. They were really good and long. Um, and Gemma's boyfriend. You would love movies. <laughs> well, I don't know what they are. Um, no, Gemma's uh, boyfriend came in at some point and just went, looks like a film that does. And I went, does, doesn't it? It's really good. Um, yes. Yeah, it's absolutely fascinating in your flat. <laughs> that sort of conversation. <laughs> really? Well, yeah, it's not just a band. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> love to be just a fly on the oh, wall. You, you have no idea. No idea. So, yeah. What do you think of music? <laughs> I mean, he finds it incredible <laughs> frequently. Do you know what else we got? New speakers. Wow. Yeah. It sounds like, oh, I don't know what. That sounds like speaking, but better. <laughs> um, yeah, so I really enjoy, I'm really enjoying Devil May Cry. I think I'm going to keep playing it. I haven't got to the end yet. Well, let's so hope you don't, don't finish know, it. Yeah. don't know what happens, but I'm going to definitely make that man run around more. Uh, let's get to me on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Seven out of ten. Steve. Uh, Simon. Cara. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's where we play reviews tennis. <laughs> I've been playing you lost. Kentucky Route Zero, which is okay. really, really good. Um, but I tried it out on my mum over Christmas and she wasn't she wasn't feeling it. She said it was pretentious and that she said it was uh, not for her, that she didn't like the story. Right. How so far did she get? My mum's review. Um, probably only about three or four minutes into <laughs> Was it uh, Rock Paper Shotguns Game of the Year? Yes, it was. It was. They bought so they cost me seven dollars. Uh, yeah, I downloaded it from Amazon over the Christmas period. I mean, obviously, I've not played it yet because it's a Steam game. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Can you so, play it with a controller. No, not yet. No, so I'm holding off. Uh, so I'm hoping that your mother is wrong. Uh, me, well, I actually think that it's wonderful. Um, it's very sort of existential, and yeah, it's. I I think it's great. It's very adult for a game. It's almost like actually being inside a novel or something. It's great. I really like it. So it's like. Like a novel, so games can be like films and also like novels. It's amazing. What Gemma's boyfriend think? <laughs> astonishing the stuff that we we find out here. We're really good at reviewing games. <laughs> Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Steve, Simon. Ah, no, you should have gone first, didn't you? Uh, I've been playing Toki Tori Two. Try saying that. Toki Tori Two. Toki Tori Two. Uh, actually, yeah, I think it's Toki Tori Two Plus. I think it's to give it What's full the title. Plus? Don't know. Don't, I didn't know much about it. Um, again, I saw somebody um, on Twitter say it was in their game of the year, and uh, so I bought it. 
try and broaden my horizons, that sort of thing. Um, and? Very good of you, Simon. Yeah, yes. Good. Well, and, you know, ironically, the developer went bust. Uh, closed its doors this week oh. or last week. Um, so, you know, my three pounds didn't make any difference. So, you know, that makes you wonder why we bother, doesn't it? <laughs> really? Uh, you know. What's the point? Yeah. Um, so Toki Tori 2 Plus is a puzzle platformer. I didn't play the original. Um... The, it's very, very cute. You play um, a sort of like an egg, like a yellow chick thing who can jump and you can sing and you can stomp. And th- that's all you know. You're not told what buttons to push. You're not told where to go or anything like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so you, you journey... I haven't finished it. You journey from the start, presumably to the to the end, um, solving puzzles by singing and stomping and jumping. And uh, yeah, it's 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 for a game that tells you nothing. It's quite easy to pick up and play, and you soon understand the mechanics through trial and error. Um, certain bits have been a little frustrating. Seemed a little difficult for my old reactions um but yeah overall super charming really really lovely um buy it and maybe we can resurrect the the, uh the people that made it seven out of ten excellent i've been playing rogue legacy i found that very difficult really really hard hard. i heard good things about it and persisted with it longer than I wanted to, but in the end, I don't think I enjoyed it very much. I, I think that as well. Mm. It, I think it's such a neat idea, uh, the idea of a, a Castlevania clone in which your character uh, is generated with a series of uh, series of statistics or, or, or positive qualities and negative qualities. Uh, maybe one time it's bigger than normal, uh, but weaker. Maybe one time it's tiny. Maybe one time it can double jump or so on and so forth. The idea is that you are continually playing the child of the previous adventurer. And I thought this was really, really neat, a platformer with roguelike aspects. Actually, all of that roguelike stuff is kind of really trivial in Smoke and Mirrors. It repeats very, very often, and several of them are gimmicks and just actually annoying, uh, blurring the screen or making it appear in sepia or black and white. Is is It doesn't affect the game in any way, it's just a little bit irritating, and really you just want to generate a new character. And it's funny maybe once, but it comes up way more than once. The game isn't about that, it's about building your statistics, about grinding out enough gold so you can upgrade your character for the next route through buy better armor buy better spells and explore this castle and once you've realized that once you've exhausted the sort of legacy aspects it becomes effectively a kind of castlevania slightly weak castlevania game where the where the the, the, it feels like a microtransactions game. It feels it feels like it has that structure. You can't pay money for this gold, but it feels like it's spinning itself out, uh, elongating itself to encourage you to buy currency. I don't think you can, can you? It, it so. does feel like that, though. So, yeah, I was disappointed. I, I thought the idea was really, really, really strong. Um, it's rock hard, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, and that's what I, I guess I mean. It's really, really difficult, and it seems to be difficult to cover up for the fact that there's not a lot there. And... Uh, you know the only way to proceed is just to spend a lot of time with it I did spend quite a lot of time with it but um, I didn't really really enjoy it I don't get all these people that like these games though Mm. because that was very um, like a lot of people were saying that's one of their favourites of last year's as well how can they I don't understand it mystifies me Cara did you get on with it at all Um, I I felt like you you sort of nailed it with the um, the novelty the idea of it being a novelty like each different sort of generation is a a bit of a novelty thing Mm. because I actually find that worth quite thin with me as well because I just again like you say I really just wanted to get get the next guy and see what they could do uh, so yeah I, I find um, everything else to be slightly grindy and yeah repetitive still it is a strong idea so uh, it's coming to PS4 isn't it is it yeah okay so well, it'll be a plus game I'm sure yeah you have to and, play it again and that's good I need something to play on the PS4 so 7 out of 10 normally at that point I play some music but we haven't got enough time left because we've been on. going on a bit Sorry. Um, yeah, thanks for coming on, Cara. Yeah, thanks, Cara. Oh, I, I hope you found it worthwhile. Yeah. Cara, would you recommend other people take to Petrol? Uh, yeah, I think so, because I think could actually... Could we do it? Uh, yeah, you could definitely do it. I could think I do it? You could do it, yeah. Uh, I could think... Anne do it? Seems unlikely. 
Okay. I think actually with the passing about... Um, by we, by the way, I meant me and you, not with these two losers. <laughs> Seeing as though Steve just seems to want to go solo. I'm in with you, all right? <laughs> very clever. <laughs> yeah, thanks very much. You've got, you've got $700 exactly. in the bank. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> but yeah, I think the best thing about um, writers is they, they all have a really unique voice depending on like loads of different factors. So um, it, it each person will appeal to a different person who wants to give their money. So Cool. Yeah. How can we follow you? How can we keep up? How can the non-investors keep up with your work? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Caratan1, uh, C-A-R-A-C-H-A-N-1. Uh, I tweet a lot, so uh, be warned. And um, you could also follow me on my blog, which is caraellison.co.uk. Thanks very much. Well, good luck with the rest of it. Keep us posted, won't you? Um, who have we got on next week? We don't, actually don't have anybody on next week. Rex. Rex. <laughs> so, yeah. Rex, so we'll if see you're you, listening. We'll see you next week. Uh, yeah, it's been a good show, I think. I think so, yeah. Second one of uh, 2014. Enjoyed it. Nothing from Keith yet. Interesting. He's got 10 seconds. <laughs> Keith? Okay. Come on, Keith, you can do it. Come on. Tick. Tick. Come on. Tick. Nothing. We've been one life left. Sodden. We'll see you next week. <laughs> 